It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. It's the Toulouse Preview Edition as we get ready for round five of the Champions Cup in Galway on Saturday. 3.15 kickoff, a jam-packed show for you. We're going to hear from Andy Friend, Paul Boyle and Paddy McAllister chatting with William Davis. We're going to be in the pub that sponsors this podcast, Murty Rabbits. Yes, that's where Alan sat down with Lindy McKenzie and William Davis to set the scene ahead of a big weekend. So sit back and enjoy the show. Thanks, Rob. We're here in Murty Rabbits, the home of the clan. I've got William Davis and Lindy McKenzie. William, you're at the sports ground. Who are we talking to today? Uh, we had Andy Friend and Paul Boyle and Paddy McAllister. Andy, there's a few players coming back and I suspect you're, you're going to need them. Yeah, we are. It's good news. We've got some boys coming back in. I think we've got... Uh, eight in total from five five returning injured players, a um, couple of boys we rested, uh, and two boys that uh, have been away on on IRFU um, vacation. So yeah, great nine players therefore coming back in, which is exactly what we need. You need them as players, but do they have a a specific role? And I'm thinking now the likes of Bundy and Jack to lift a team that's probably a little bit shaken by the last two games so they, they, they've got a, a different role as well as needing them on the pitch yeah we need you know you always need your bigger players your most experienced players to to come in and give energy and um, I think one of the best things for those two blokes they didn't feel tired before they left uh, they've had an enormous campaign heading into a World Cup and then came back and been very good for us um, they've come back now and they've, they've got a lot of energy around them and it's just good to see their their faces in the room and they're just given energy by being here which is exactly what we need as a group and a game like this, it's very simple. You just have to win it. That's the minimum requirement. Whatever else happens after that, you know, bonus point or whatever. But does that help concentrate minds? Because it's win this and you've still got a chance to progress. If you lose this, Europe's finished. Yeah, correct. So we, you know, we know what the equation is there. We, we, we want to get that win this weekend. Uh, again, we're back at, at the sports ground. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's the area we've targeted to, to want to be winning in front of our family and friends and, and, uh, and fans and supporters. So it's a really important game for us for many, many, many reasons. But uh, the targets definitely go out there and win this weekend. Do you think the team's resilient enough to get a result on Saturday, particularly if, as has happened a few times uh, in big games like this, you make a you make a slowish start, which I know you don't want to do. Yeah, and that's been our big question. I, I think we are resilient enough. I really do, but it's again sometimes when you, you know, I, I think I always say good teams make errors, great teams make errors, and forget about it and get onto the next job. And at the moment, we're sort of caught between that. You know, an error at the moment's hurting us, and we're we're, we're sitting with that too long. So. We're never going to play that perfect game. We know we're not. So if you make an error, fine. Just get on to the next thing and let's 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 make sure the next thing's the best thing we do. So that's that's our challenge. We just had trainer run out there. That was our discussion out there too. And um, I know as a group we've got talent and ability there. Um, I I really believe and I want the boys to believe in their own ability. And let's go and show it on Saturday. Paul, what was the mood yesterday morning when you sat down to to contemplate? It's been a tough three games. You probably did a video review of Saturday night. So. What was the, the feeling around? Yeah, the feeling was down. We were down as a team. Um, obviously, coming off the back of three losses is is the reason for that. And um, I suppose what we did yesterday was review the Leinster game. We spoke about kind of what's happened over the past three weeks, more so what happened at the weekend. Um, 
and we came up with a plan for this week and we parked the game and kind of moved on and as best we could um, to try and prepare for Saturday The game in Toulouse um, was one that got away in the end the last 20 minutes maybe a slightly stronger bench for them but Connick were able to compete and put them under quite a lot of pressure by playing a very high tempo game you really sort of went for that game early and you got an early try is is that sort of what you're looking at for this Saturday? Yeah, we always try and play with high tempo. I think that's one of the philosophies Nigel Carroll has instilled in our attack in particular is tempo is one of them. So um, the tempo has probably been lacking the last couple of weeks. But yeah, we did have it in Toulouse, particularly in that first half. Um, and we were looking to bring it again because they are, they are big boys. We'll be looking to move them on Saturday. Paddy, Saturday, it's very simple. Stay in Europe, you got to win. Taking on, You've just taken on two really good Pro 14 teams. Now you've got one of the best teams in Europe. These challenges keep coming. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, you know, this World Cup year has been tough on all on all teams with this 13 game streak with with no break in between. But it hasn't helped with our injury situation. You know, we've had sometimes, as you know, it's been made in, in the media, 25, 20, 24 people training. And as much as we want to stay positive, it, it it doesn't help situations. But we've gotten through periods like that, um, and now we're starting to filter in. I think some key people in key positions, um, especially Jared, you know, he's our leader, he's our captain. Seeing people on the pitch or on the training pitch beside you um, definitely lifts the spirit up, lifts the confidence up, and it's it's just freshening new people. And to lose at home, you know, everyone's excited. I'm sure there's going to be a big buzz. And we need to put a, a performance in which um, the crowd's going to enjoy and respect our coaches and ourselves because we've just slipped off that the last couple of weeks and it's it showed and I think it's pretty obvious. Is there a real frustration with that? Does that eat away deep down at the at the team? Maybe especially when they're on their own, they're in the dressing room when they're talking the players are just talking among themselves. Does that does that eat away a wee bit? Well, definitely. I mean we're all men. Men have pride, men have passion. And when you work um, for everything during the week for a result and that doesn't happen and whether it be people calling it lack of effort or people calling it lack of accuracy, it affects us. We're all men and we take pride in what we do and we want to win and we want to be the best in, at what we do and make our family proud. So it does definitely affect us, but this group is very special and this coaching staff is special where we're very quickly to turn that into, well, how can we react? How can we fix it? And how can we make people proud of us again? How can we make each other proud of, it, of each other? And it's always looking forward to the next thing. Um, Friendy always speaks about it, that a great team just, after a mistake, capitalises and moves on to the next one, and you don't dwell. Now, before we get to chat to Lindley and get her thoughts on what's happened over the Christmas period, we're going to go through the results of last weekend and where it leaves Connacht in the Pro 14. Cardiff Blues 14, Scarlets 16. Ulster 38, Munster 17, Benetton 19, Glasgow Warriors 38, Dragons 25, Ospreys 18, Zebra 41, Cheetahs 13, Leinster 54, Connacht 7, Edinburgh 61, Southern Kings 13. So let's have a quick look at the conference standings. In Conference A, Leinster are a perfect 10 out of 10 with 47 points. Ulster in second on 36. Glasgow Warriors are in third, 24 points. Connacht's conference, Conference B, is led by Edinburgh with seven wins, three losses, six bonus points, 34 points. 
Scarlets are in second with a similar record, 7-3, and three, with three bonus points on 31. Munster are in third, six wins, four losses, six bonus points, 30 points. They're five points ahead of Connacht in fourth, who are five wins, five losses, five bonus points, with 25 points. The Cardiff Blues have a similar win and loss ratio, five and five, with four bonus points, 24. And Benetton are four wins, six losses, seven bonus points, 23. They're in sixth. The Southern Kings are at the bottom and they are adrift on six points. Lindley, we haven't talked to you in a little while. (laughs) Things haven't been going particularly well for Connacht. What are your thoughts on the situation? Well, it wasn't a very festive Christmas, was it, for Connacht at the end of the day? Look, the interprovincial series was always going to be difficult and it was exacerbated by the amount of injuries that Connacht have had. But I think if you look back on the three matches... There were opportunities there and there were opportunities lost. We really should have beaten Munster. We had the opportunity. Um, we could have beaten Ulster had maybe the first half points been, points been taken there. And when it came up against Leinster, well, look, I th- what we were looking for against Leinster really was a performance. And when I say a performance, I mean a worthy performance that Connor would have gained some respectability from it and some good learnings, um, I think the performance was obviously not what people would expect from Connacht. It was it was very poor, and there were a lot of mistakes. And, and your thoughts now? You've had a couple of days to um, digest that match at the weekend? Uh, it was pretty unimpressive by Connacht, and very impressive by Leinster. Uh, they're a machine. Look, they're the best side in Europe at the moment. They will probably go on and prove that at the end of the season. They've got the depth... They're winning, they're very confident, and they caught Connacht a bit cold, and there's no excuse for that. I mean, the the try after two minutes was horrendous, but that really seemed to get into Connacht's head, and for 20 minutes, they were just blown away. For the next 20 minutes, they were sort of blown away, not quite as badly. They got got their toehold in the game in the second half, but it was was over. And there's no way back from, there's no way back from four tries in 20 minutes. There's certainly no way back from 40-0 at halftime. It's just... That's the way it is, and it shows when a ruthless side is playing well, that's what they can do. And the confidence seems to have disappeared from Connacht. If you look at they, they, when they didn't score the try just before half-time against Ulster, they didn't score in the second half, and they didn't score in the first half of the Leinster game a try. They didn't score a try. They actually didn't get into the opposition 22 for two halves of rugby. And you're sort of going, wow, that's that's quite damning towards their confidence it must be like it must be draining for their confidence well you know sport is a confidence game isn't it um and when you aren't able to produce results from all your effort then it is very depressing and it is quite draining look there's a i i think if you look at the amount of injuries that connor have had and we don't want to we we are a squad situation so you know we can't keep saying that there's loads of injuries but it but in, in, in truth you take a lot of leaders out of of Connacht. Connacht is not the sort of squad that can afford to lose too many of them and you only have to look at the injury list to see the amount of leaders who are on that list, the amount of experience that is on that list. Um, and I think from that you see that maybe some, the squad does need to be maybe changed up a bit. We need maybe a little bit of new fresh blood coming into it. And 
I think sometimes it feels like you're taking, you know, two steps forwards and three back sometimes with Connacht. So I'm sure that Andy Friend and the players are certainly not happy with their the Christmas period and the Christmas results and the Christmas performance. And I think that's the most important thing. They will not be happy with the performances, whatever about the results. And I think this match coming up against Toulouse is going to tell us how they are respond, how they have responded to it, because it will, it will show them, it will show everybody what they're made of. It certainly will. So they've taken their three steps back with the three defeats recently. Are we going to see two steps forward, especially now that we seem to have a lot of players coming back? Well, I think it's set up very simply. They have to win on Saturday. There's, there's you know, good performance and losing doesn't matter. There's no bonus points. St- well, there is bonus points at stake, but they're no use. You've got to win. If they want to go to Montpellier with someone to play for, if they want to be relevant in round six of the Champions Cup, they have to win on Saturday. And that should concentrate their minds. I think they have got some leadership coming back. They've got some key players. Some of them haven't played rugby for a while, which might be a disadvantage, but they, I'm assuming they have to be played. You've, you've, they've got to go for this. Not crazily, and, and that's where I think it'll be a help to have Jack Carty at 10 because he should be able to direct this game. And Toulouse have a lot to play for and nothing to play for. They've got 18 points out of 20. They've won four games. They have a home game coming up against Gloucester, which I suspect they will feel is a guaranteed win for them, and it'll qualify them. And you just we we don't know. You could, the French sides, you do you never know. They do travel well. They have a good. They do better than a lot of other French teams traveling. Um, they have struggled a bit away in the uh, top fourteen in France. They're not exactly flying in that. They're down the table, but they're only they're within a number of points of getting into the top four. But they're 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 down a bit, and a lot will depend on their mindset. What do they want? In some ways, if they got a bonus point on Saturday, that would get them nineteen and would probably guarantee them qualification, and then they would get the job done at home. They'll want a home quarter final. Connacht just want to be relevant in Montpellier and give themselves a chance and they would grab an away quarterfinal because we've never had a quarterfinal in the Champions Cup before. So it doesn't matter where they have to go. Hopefully, I'm there's a pretty buoyant mood around, but there must be some doubts because the home game against Munster, the home game against Munster, the big games at home haven't gone well and Toulouse are a big side. Uh, and I'm, I mean just in their status as, as well as being a big side but Saturday is it's do or die there's, there's, no, there's no option and I think that concentration might just get them over the line and hopefully this do or die attitude mapped with the players that are coming back um, we're going to get your you're going to run us through the who's fit and, and who's available and it looks quite good for once Bundy Aki and Jack Carty are back after their Ireland rest period. And returning from injury and available for selection currently are Jared Butler, Colby Fianga, Matt Healy, Finlay Bealham, Peter Robb and John Porch is available. He did pick up a small knock against Leinster at the weekend, but he is clear of that. Returning next week are Kieran Marmion, Tom Farrell and Peter McCabe. Players not available but expected to be back around mid-February are Quinn Roo and Dara Leader. On the more long-term injuries, Matt Burke, Sean O'Brien, there's no 
updates being given for their potential return. But Killian Gallagher continues to rehab and is aiming for mid-March return. Connacht did pick up some injuries at the weekend against Leinster. Connor Kenny is on return to play protocols after a HIA assessment. And there's differing news for the two Fitzgerald brothers. Connor Fitzgerald has an ankle injury, but it's not as serious as was first thought. And he should be coming back hopefully in the break period in February. Stephen Fitzgerald's injury to his knee looks a little bit more serious and is still being assessed. Yeah, it's it's better news. It's a very difficult one because they haven't played for such a long time that, that just to assume that they can run out on a rugby pitch and be 100% match ready is a big challenge. But I think it's vital. Uh, the team captain is back. Um, Cubby Fang is back. And I said Jack Carty, Bundyaki as well. Those those guys are stand-up players. They've been, they've operated at this sort of level, and I think that's absolutely key for Connacht. They've got to have good games. The whole team's got to play from the start. That came up at the press conference today, that these slow starts have been really hitting them hard. It's an 80-minute game. You know, it, it's better to... If you can stay in a tight game, you're better off to concede in the first minute than in the 80th minute. So Saturday, they've got to be right at it. And that's where you need your your leaders on the field. And you also need, in my opinion, those guys in the dressing rooms around the training camp this week, really pushing, really pulling guys up by the collar and really getting stuck in. And the players have got to take a fair bit of responsibility. At the end of the day, it's their errors on the field. The coaches aren't playing the game. Coaches take responsibility for the setup, but once the referee blows the whistle, it's up to the guys in the jerseys have to get it done, and that's where you need a lot of talking, a lot of pushing, and drive themselves on. Yeah, like Lenny, myself and Danny done some stats. We'll have it up on the on the Patreon site, Patreon.com/slash/CraggyRugby, um, where we looked at the number of players used so far this year against last year, and at this point of the season, we've used forty three players. Last year, we'd used forty three players, but the big difference is the fact that we've only started 34 of them. As against last year, all 43 had started at least one game. So is that the pressure of the Champions Cup? Is that there's more injuries? Or you know, do, do you think that that's contributed towards some players being very tired in their performances recently? Um, oh, look, it's hard to say. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a medic and I'm not a you know, physiotherapist. I, I think Andy Friend is very astute in the way he does make his selections. He doesn't like making wholesale changes. He's usually he brings in players who for a purpose and for a reason. Um, and so I wouldn't necessarily necessarily question him on the amount of players he started. Um, possibly we all know that there, there's maybe a, a, a few times we might have questioned it, like for example when Jack Carty wasn't selected against Munster. That's probably the most glaring one. I think that stands out. Look, I think this is all about momentum at this stage. We we have to get some momentum back into this team, and I think. A home match against Toulouse is an absolutely brilliant opportunity to do that. And I have I have no doubt that with the players like Bandiaki coming back and Jack, um, they will take that that leadership. They will, will drive this team on. And you've also remember you're in a home crowd. They also have to think about go back to when they played Toulouse and they know that they actually nearly, nearly pulled off an amazing, another amazing victory over there. And so 
that's got to give them confidence. And it also depends on the psychology, you know, of the reasons the reasons they've suffered three three poor results. But you know, it's not about being negative necessarily with this side. It's actually about trying to be positive. And you know, there's a lot going on in the world today. You only have to look at Andy Friend, who I know is obviously would be very concerned with what's happening in his home country. And I know for a start that I, I understand that his uncle has lost his home over there. So, you know, when you have to put things into perspective sometimes, yeah. Yeah. and rather than be negative to these players, just get them to front up, be honest. They know when they've made mistakes, and I think they all have it within them to produce this performance. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm assur- I assuredly believe that they will do that this weekend. Excellent. Before we finish up, let's let's find out what's happening this weekend. There's an awful lot going on in Europe and a lot of fixtures that are going to impact Connacht, assuming Connacht can get a good result. So here's William. Champions Cup action next Saturday in Pool 3, ASM Clermont Auvergne versus Ulster with a 1pm Irish kickoff. Two games then in Connacht's Pool, Pool 5 at quarter past three. Connacht versus Toulouse, and at half past five, Gloucester versus Montpellier. On Sunday in Pool One, it's Leinster versus Lyon, and in Pool Four at three fifteen Irish time, it's Racing ninety two versus Munster. Okay, just before we finish off, we'll get the the final toss from Lindley and William. Um, just looked at the weather forecast. Sorry about the pause, but the weather forecast for Saturday looks like, at the moment, 100% chance of rain, lots of wind. It'll be the first time this season there'll have been wind and rain in the sports ground on match day. That could have a huge impact, Lindley. Yeah, could have a huge impact for everybody, couldn't it, really? It's not exactly what, uh, what Connacht Rugby wants to get people you know, into the sports ground. But then again, I think you know, Connacht supporters have always been very loyal, especially when it comes to a team like Toulouse. Look, I don't think Toulouse particularly would be overly bothered about what sort of weather they have. They're professionals. They're big. They're they're you know they can play in any sort of weather. Um, if it comes down to that, then yes, it's going to have to be a slightly more attritional type of match. And I think with Jack Carty there, um, you know, who's would be used to playing the conditions and used to the wind and used to the weather and the sports ground, that he is going to have to take a huge role and have a huge role to play in this match. Yes, indeed. And William, it did rain quite a lot down in Toulouse, but their ground is a bit more compact and, and closed in. They aren't as exposed to the general sort of weather and wind that we get in, in the sports ground. So it might be an advantage to Connacht. Yeah, I think it might be because I think um, this is the opportunity and I suppose they never want to go off plan, but this is the sort of game where it might come down to a bit of old-style vim and vigour from Connacht and just getting stuck in and just basically saying to Toulouse this is going to be an unpleasant 80 minutes out here um, and as I say if they if they can get in to Toulouse's heads a bit Toulouse are a very very good side and they should be able to cope with that but you're never 100% sure because in their mind they're probably thinking yeah we've, we've this job done yeah. already uh, by the four four wins and two bonus points um, so it just sets it up for a cup tie, a proper old-fashioned cup tie. Um, and it's just a different feel 
Pro 14 when it comes back will be 11 games and there'll be a strategy for each game and it's all about wins and moving points and getting positions. This is just about winning. And remember against Gloucester, it came down to that. With four minutes to go, you're 11 points down and they got it done. If they're 11 points down with four minutes to go, they won't get it done against Toulouse. You don't pull that trick twice. But they've shown what they can do when their backs are against the wall. So now it's an opportunity. They need to get on the front foot early and just get the basics. There are certain bits of the basics have slipped. Let's hope on Saturday that they're uh, absolutely 100% at it. Exactly. And let's see some fire and fire and brimstone that was missing over the last couple of games that Connacht fans always want from their players. And that's it for another week. Remember, stick to Patreon, Craggy Rugby's page on Patreon, where we have extra audio for you during the week and lots of stats and other little features as well. Keep an eye out on Saturday morning for William Davis's pitch side interview during the captain's run, which he'll record on Friday. That's just a bonus bit of audio for you. But in the meantime, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game, and we'll talk to you afterwards. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Side.